You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio. If you're listening to this, it is Monday. If you're listening to this when it comes out, I guess it is Monday. You know, you're stretching out. You're at the gym or whatever. On your Memorial Day, you're at the barbecue, doing your own thing. We are Ring Post Radio, and we're coming at you with our live Double or Nothing AEW All Elite Wrestling Double or Nothing reactions. The pay-per-view just ended maybe 10 minutes ago. It is nearly 1 in the morning for both of us, and we are ready to give you uh, that sweet, sweet uh, ring post radio that you know you love. You know it. It's deep in your heart, and you know it, and we're going to help you excavate it. I am lead excavator Ryan Nightsing. With me is uh, my assistant, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? Assistant? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hey now! Hey now! Oh wow! Big news for Kazuchika Okada. He's having he's having a kid. Oh, congratulations! That's Is cool. the kid going to show up at Forbidden Door or? Um, maybe he'll show up sooner than anyone else oh. uh, from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to see Kazuchika Okada's kid against uh, Pentagon's kid. I know. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, obviously, because we just watched the longest pay-per-view in history of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not true. WrestleMania has existed for a few years there that just never ended. But but I never felt but, like a WrestleMania ended at 1 in the morning. No, they ended at like 12, but the problem was they started at like 5. So that's true. that was the problem. That's true. Uh, this that's true. one, this one ended at 1 in the morning, obviously. And uh, we got a lot to talk about because, man... It definitely wasn't AEW's greatest effort no. of all time. <laughs> I was uh, it's, it, whew, for a while there, I was regretting watching the show, <laughs> which isn't which isn't what you want out of a pay per view. Honestly, uh, there was a lot of bad, a lot of um, bad. well, a lot I, of bad. I don't know if it, it wasn't necessarily so. So double or nothing. First half it was of the some show, bad. <laughs> There was a lot of there was a lot of okays. There were a lot of fine. No matter a lot of what, things saved. A lot of things saved. There, no matter what way you slice it, there's a lot of things that had no reason being on this pay per view. No reason being like it, this is a AEW pay per view. We get four of these a year. There is no reason we're getting this kind of crap on our pay per view. I would love to come on here and be like, "This is the worst pay per view uh, AEW's ever had." And I was prepared to do the same. Definitely, it's it got a lot better in the second half. It started ramping up, and the last three matches I thought were fan freaking tastic. Uh, three back to back to back barn burners, um, but it took a while to get there. It took ten matches to get there, Scotty. It, yeah, you know it's funny. They saved the three matches I was looking forward to the most mm-hmm. for the final three matches of the night, and that creeped into my brain once I was like, oh. He really was going to wait till the end of the basketball game for all these things to happen. Yeah. That's very cruel of you, Tony Khan. Very cruel. 
actually. Let's never do that again, please. So uh, I was prepared to call this the worst AEW pay-per-view of all time. And then the last three matches. Or uh, you know what? I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, their last five matches. Yeah. Last five matches were like, okay, so this is an AEW pay-per-view now. Hmm. Um, which yeah, yeah, I would agree is with that. cool. Uh, but ever almost everything before that stunk almost or yeah. was just okay or was very lukewarm feeling mm-hmm. a lot of complaints obviously then we're going to start off with those because i feel it's best to end the pay-per-view uh pay-per-view well true and the pay-per-view and show on a good note mm-hmm. because there was good in the end and my brain is still trying to marinate some of those thoughts that's fair um and it's also fair that the semi-main event still pissed me off in one way so it's like we'll we'll trudge through the mud and and get to yeah get to the glory at the end it's the mud that brings out the best content yeah it's maybe not mud but it's we're gonna trudge through the coal mine so we can eventually find that diamond it's Um, the yeah yeah or a couple times nice about mud uh, uh but this was mud wrestling <laughs> after all oh. uh yeah no uh so it's, it's i was gonna say it sounds like you weren't completely favorable about the show um i wasn't really i mean like we said the final matches were kind of where that was the bread and butter it was kind of very saved the show I, so i also you brought up the point about like the game seven nba thing yeah i, I don't get what the whole big deal about that is i get that like I there's many either. people like like you know watching the nba game but there's also gonna be people that are are gonna be spending 50 dollars twice for bleacher report uh to watch aew like there's a financial investment in that versus nba which is right. just in you know my time i don't yeah, either I don't, people were not buying it or they're buying yeah plain and simple. I, I don't i was like i don't get if they're not buying it and also if they're buying it they're getting the full stream they can watch it later right I don't right. like. I don't get why it's like we have to save all the better matches to later, and also like why publicly say that. I feel like that's a terrible yeah. thing for your roster members to be like, yeah. "Oh, I guess my match didn't matter because it was at the top." I, I don't I understand give... why that's a why that was a thing. I don't. I never understood yeah. that concept because it's like, why? Why does this fucking matter? Who cares? They'll think... have the pay per view forever as long as Bleacher Report lives, which who the heck knows at this point? Um, you know, <laughs> what's yeah. the point? Why are we? Why are we doing this? I want to give credit to the fans uh, because that's a long time sitting there. It's a very long time sitting there. And they did they did get tired and quiet for a while. But to be fair, the matches that they were quiet and tired for weren't very good. So it was okay. Uh, they had three matches to wake up for, and they did. And I think that really kind of helps the card because when you first turn on the show, you're like, oh, shit, this crowd's great. This crowd's hot. Crowd's gonna be great all night long. It was hard to ask them to be great all night long, uh, obviously. But we will get to what was a very, very much up and down show. Uh, not the best AEW pay per view of all time, obviously. I don't think it's the worst, but what, it's definitely on the lower end. What was the worst? I'm trying to think. Um, to, it's the all it, out. With MJF versus John Moxley in the main event. Okay, I'm gonna look up that. Uh, don't even. I don't even need to know what was on the rest of the card. I just remember that show being very. I want to say that was 2020. Yes, it was definitely with no fans. 
uh john moxley mjf yeah okay ready so this is the card for that all out and let's see if pretty good that i just set it off the fucking cage match has it at 5.87 i nailed it i nailed it i'm so smart it's pretty bad um starting off the tooth and nail match big swole defeats Britt baker um young bucks versus jurassic express oh my god i don't even remember that the casino battle royale with lance archer winning sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. The yeah, the match, match where he like died and then kept wrestling. Yep. Uh-huh. No, I was it that match or was it the Broken Rules match, which was the Hardy? This compound? is the Broken Rules match. Oh, I thought there were two different things. I don't. I don't remember what the Hardy Compound match was. I think that was a tag team match. I don't. Know. Was that like the Elite Deletion? Maybe that's what it was called. Um, uh, Sheeta yeah. versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah, because okay, the Broken Rules match was the last. Yeah, just continue. Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa for the women's title. It was okay. Um, <laughs> Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cardona um, versus Colt Cabana and the Dark Order. Um, All right, uh, I'm feeling pretty right about this. FTR versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega. That match wasn't as good as it should have been. Mimosa Mayhem that. match, Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho, and then yeah, John I nailed versus that. That was the yeah. worst pay per view in AEW history, yeah. and it will not be replaced by this one. I think it's going to challenge it. I think it could potentially challenge it. I don't think it's definitely going to challenge it, but I will. I don't remember a single match from that uh, all out pay per view. I was like, wow, that was great. Mm-hmm. I have that here. Yeah. That's fair. The well, high, the just, highs just happened. To be fair, well, yeah, but like there was enough surprises. I don't remember anything from that all-out show. Mm-hmm. I'll remember some surprises from this, but let's talk about it because maybe by the end I'll say, "Oh, yeah, this was this this was the worst show." Maybe I'll say that by the end. Oh yeah, um, and by the way, as well, folks, um, you know, you probably know about it in the morning when you wake up while you're listening to the episode. But I'm also gonna be following Twitter, Scotty, just to let you know that. Uh, um, just in case I see anything um, for the post media okay. scrums and stuff, I did see that right. after the you know, Punk gave a speech after the ma- after the show went off the air, uh, an FTR came out and celebrated with him. Um, I did see that. That's cool. So that was very nice. Spoiler: uh, yes. CM Punk won. <laughs> Spoiler: Oh God. <laughs> God! If you're listening to this, <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, yeah. so let's start off our double or nothing live reaction here, Scotty, with of course the ever loved. Uh, Hookhausen, uh, the buy-in show, uh, Hookhausen versus Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nice. This was the first match where I was like, why is this on? I know it's not on the pay-per-view, but like, why? This is Rampage all over. This is that, that, that's what this is. It's not even dynamite. It's Rampage all over. Uh, my reaction to it was, was similar, but it was like, well, you know, it's the buy-in, you know? Yeah, right. (laughs) Sure. But now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, damn, there was a lot of matches on the show that did not need to be on pay-per-view at all. And this is certainly one of them, even if it wasn't, uh, this, this was the match that was supposed to sell you on a pay-per-view. That's true. That is true. That is something that Tony Khan has said before. Is that we want yeah. to have matches that will sell the yeah. pay-per-view to you. And not sell the pay-per-view correctly. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, at this point in time, people who already purchased the pay-per-view were repurchasing it. So That's true. That's true. In, some, in, some, in, so in some ways, it did sell pay-per-view yeah. buys or whatever. 
this was know. an interesting night overall because you saw like all the AEW like diehard defenders be like, ah, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, can't win. I can't do this one. This, like, you couldn't defend half of this show. The the build to the show and then the show itself very much feels like a, a changing of the guard in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know what's funny? I saw someone say, "How do you put on such a bad show?" with the roster that you have. And my answer was you crowded them all into like four matches. <laughs> you crowded the best of your best roster into four matches. Mm-hmm. You put like that anarchy in the arena. You had almost all your best talents won on one team, but like in the same match, like I should be getting a Brian Danielson singles match. No offense, but like that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God the next pay per view is Forbidden Door. I think that's going to be that nice uh, palate cleanser. I saw some people mad with a lot of things, which we'll get to, but let's continue. Uh, Hookhausen, you know that was fine. Way to way to heat up the crowd. People love Hook. Yeah. Is, is a good. Um, I love Hook. People love Hook. People love Danhausen. You can't. Deny. I don't love. Dan I, I know Housen, you don't. But people but do people love Danhausen. Uh, I can admit that people do love him. I can also admit that I don't get it. <laughs> oh, God. My, there's my cats are freaking out. Tense. There's a ghost. All right. Let's start with the real show now. Well, I was going to say that this match was completely serviceable, kind of fun. Uh, there was a point it was in time fun. where Tony, fun. Tony Nese was afraid of Hook tagging in and then went to Smart Mark Sterling and Smart Mark ran away. Why is Tony Nese afraid of Hook? The whole thing was that he wanted to fight fight Hook and wrestle Hook and show yeah. that he was a premier athlete. Why is he afraid of him all of a sudden? I didn't like that. I, I'm afraid of Hook. I guess that's fair. He's afraid of his hair. I should probably check downstairs. But I'm going to set you up for this because I know you have a lot of thoughts about the opening of the show which, of course, was MJF oh. versus Wardlow. MJF did show up. Uh, yes, was confirmed uh, that he was in the building. He showed up late to the building, but he eventually did show up. He was, There's he, a lot of ways to go here now that he was, we have what yeah. we have. He was late coming out to the ring. He did come out to the ring. Um, it was a lot of MJF kind of avoiding punishment, but as soon as Wardlow got him, it was 10 power bombs, and that was it. That was the yeah. match. And then MJF yeah. went out stretcher style, oxygen mask, not necessarily used correctly, but MJF then went out stretcher style. So Scotty, a lot to unpack from this, um, from this match specifically. Yeah. What do you think about this match? And then also, what do you think about the future of MJF in this company? Okay. Um, you know, starting starting with the match itself, it was it was a matter of how are they going to book this? Because the way they've created Wardlow is that they've not only had him destroy his opponents, but he's destroyed monsters. So how is MJF going to get even? How is MJF going to make that work? Um, Obviously the show was kind of derailed by the news of MJF, I think. And obviously starting with this match, it was just kind of like, an awkward feeling also because you know, you're just sitting there the whole time. Right. And you're wondering, Oh, okay. So this is happening. And what, what is going to happen? And you get to the match and he's hiding, running away a lot. And then once he finally gets in the hands of Wardlow, it's fucking over. It's over one, 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten power bombs over. That's it. You know, you had the little fun with the ring and you had the fun with him trying to sell the leg and blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, this match was 10 power bombs and over. And it, it's weird because obviously, obviously, you make MJ, not MJ, you make Wardlow a star with this performance, obviously. Uh, and you do book yourself into a situation that I'll get to in a second. But with booking Wardlow that way, and with the uncertainty going into this match and kind of putting a cloud over this show from the get-go, I think, with starting with this match, uh, you know, you just kind of have a weird feeling in the arena. I think I had a few weird feeling watching this show because of how the match went ultimately. It's like MJF pretty much got squashed. He got squashed without getting squashed. And it makes sense because, like I said, the way you built up Wardlow was having him beat monsters, not just beating regular wrestlers. He's beating monsters. So it's, it's almost how you had to do it. But now if MJF stays in this company, which we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen. We have no clue, especially after the way this match ended. I feel like we have more questions now than we had before. I don't know what's going to happen because now that we have a new world champion, it feels like the obvious successor is the guy that wants to leave, right? Like that's that's kind of how I'm feeling now. And it's like, all right, so you have to we have to answer that question, obviously. But now you have to answer the question of you have made this red, hot, white, hot, whatever, whatever color you prefer, baby face that people love, absolutely love. He's an absolute monster. How are you going to book him now? You're just going to keep doing squash matches. We've done that for two years. We've done that. Now it's Warlow's on to the next step. He squashed MJF, a guy that was a main eventer for your company, a guy that brought CM Punk to the limit multiple times. Who is now your world champion? What do you do with Wardlow? That question is as big as the MJF question because you got to answer these questions right. You have a guy that is red hot like Batista was once upon a time. He feels like the animal. He feels like the beast. you got to answer these questions. Those are my questions because MJF, lots of questions there. Wardlow, lots of questions there. But I do want to give credit to MJF. I know a lot of people wanted to you know, shit on him and whatnot. We, we talked about it earlier on the original episode, obviously, that people should still listen to. Very professional to go out there and do that. I think, I think that could be lost. Not only did he go out there, but he did the business. He got destroyed. And if he isn't in AEW in next week, which some people actually believe, then credit to him. But I think he's going to stick around. I think he is an obvious answer to a guy that might beat CM Punk. Uh, it's going to be entertaining. I think it's really exciting. Like this match was executed nearly perfectly. I thought it, it couldn't have went better, but starting with it did kind of leave a dark cloud over the rest of the show, but it was going to leave a dark cloud over the show no matter what. Yeah, no, it's definitely very interesting i i i'm mjf is to me the most interesting aspect of it because i completely agree and everyone's been thinking the exact same thing that he has always been a future world champion 
And a lot of people pegged him as the guy that could beat Paige. And I don't know if that's upsetting some people right now, maybe. But you and I discussed it that of like, you know, if Punk's going to win, another guy that can beat Punk is MJF. So down the line, that is something that they can still do. That is something that they can still play. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp is reporting, uh, saying that MJF claimed to Fightful, that he showed up shortly before his match, left right after, and, quote, has a lot to think about. So who the heck knows? Um, it's MJF. Uh, so I don't know. You know, it's. I think what I'm excited about is it's MJF. You have to remember that everything he's ever done practically everything he's ever it's done worked. you can probably point to like one or two things that are not work um, but practically every single single thing he does has worked i'm sure mjf talking to sean rassap there is a work element to it all so yeah. you know that whether you know whether or not a flight was actually take, taken he short left shortly after and all this other stuff you know i think there's truth to it but i also think it's like it's mjf so he's going to play it up a little bit more for the camera um, right. as it were. Um, Wardlow. Wardlow, uh, now, I don't think this was as much of a star-making performance as, like, the Steel Cage match or something, because in this match, he he utterly decimated a star in the company, but what that star was doing was not really much of anything, kind of just, like, running around, uh, and then went for a ring in a very silly spot and then got powerbomb 10 bomb 10 times. But again, he's the guy that brought your world champion to the limit two weeks ago and I was going to win well, not two weeks ago, two months ago. And if he was going to win, if there wasn't a ring given to him by Wardlow. That's true. And, that, and that's true. And I'm just I'm just saying that uh, I think what will really define whether or not this was a star making performance is what happens next. Yeah, that's that's why it's the biggest question. Yeah, I guess that is definitely true. How do you, how do you handle Wardlow now? I mean, hey, the TNT title picture needs the some answer people. is you have him destroy Scorpio Sky and go on a run. That's what you do. No offense, Scorpio Sky, but well, there's also other aspects of the MJF stuff that we never talked about. Is that like you know because MJF is on a stretcher, so no matter what, he's going to be gone for a bit, right? Yeah. Um, FTR say they're still in the pinnacle. They're all still in the pinnacle, but they've said in the interview that they are, but they're just doing their own thing right now. So I don't know what the hell is happening with that. And then you got Sean Spears, who does a really good job in the role he has. So who kind of is also hurt through this all MJF situation. So very intriguing, very interesting to see what happens. You know, you can do Wardlow versus Sean Spears, but who cares? You can do Wardlow versus, I don't know. I mean, just put them into the TNT title picture for a little bit. I don't really know. Um, I don't know what you do. That's the whole thing. I don't. <laughs> it, I'm really intrigued. Really, what it comes down to is I'm really intrigued. not strapping him to the world title. Absolutely not. No. Uh, no not anytime soon. I don't think he. We call him a star. We call him, you know, this monster. But at the same time, I don't think he's ready or needs to be in that spot right now. You have so many other main eventers. Yeah. And that's, that's also partly why I push back on the word star because it is like, well, if he's a star, then we should be giving him titles. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's weird in AEW. I think more than like, if you had a Wardlow like this built, built this way in WWE, he would be going for a world title. Yes. 
he would be. We saw it with like someone like a Ryback, and I know I'm not I'm not comparing them as like wrestlers or people, but like he got built, he got white hot, and then he you know got pushed to the moon kind of, uh, and then he had world title matches against CM Punk. So it's kind of like that situation. It's like different companies, so it's weird. We've never we haven't seen AEW have this situation yet, so we kind of got to wait and see. Oh yeah. Very intrigued. Um, CM Punk is currently at the press conference, so I'll see if there's any sort of uh, fun stuff. So um, we'll see what happens from that. Next up, Hardy Boys versus the Young Bucks. Elite versus Delete. Oh, man. The Hardy Boys cannot go. Jeff Hardy cannot go no one no one knows what was happening was the man injured was the man concussed concussed? i don't know as soon as the match ended he was moving around a lot so i don't know what was happening he ran away he ran away and then came back and he was moving on jiving all over the place there's Um, a lot of thoughts on that one i i I don't want they're all the same i don't want to see this match again i i what i just saw was you know if you want to look up of them fighting in their prime that would have been well, I mean not the Hardy Boys prime but if you want to see them fighting more in their prime then you would have just you know check out Ring of Honor in like 2017 yeah. um here in 2022 5 years later uh, they're completely different people and we just saw young bucks carry 250 year olds to a match that was not that good uh, I yep. it, it's probably one of the worst young buck match young bucks matches I've seen. <laughs> it was it was the physical. worst like legitimate young bucks match because like you see like the matches on TV that are minimal like the one that they faced uh, Taylor Rust and yeah John that's, Cruz that's like that's, that's not a match that counts. Like this is a legitimate match with seriousness and it's probably the worst one I've ever seen. Uh, when Matt Hardy's your most competent guy on on uh, the team at one point mm-hmm. you're in trouble and that's not a shot at Matt Hardy it's just his body's broken down they've done these two have done a lot obviously in their careers they've done a lot they've broken down Jeff Hardy's pro- body's probably not doing too well from that Darby Allen match a few weeks ago I really don't think so because I mean what the Adam Cole match was what seconds he did nothing in it mm-hmm. um, and then this was just a mess a mess that was saved by the young bucks uh and it wasn't really saved it was so bad it was again the worst young bucks match you'll see uh saved by jeff hardy doing one stupid thing which is the swanton on the steel steps and they they won that, that has to be the worst part ryan is they won they did win like the hardys are getting pushed <laughs> I don't. They might be Jurassic Express. I'm hoping not, but they might. I don't know what TK's thinking over here, man. <laughs> I don't understand what TK's thinking. I, I said that a few times this show. Yeah. This was the first. Yeah. Just, uh, he just didn't look good. Jeff Hardy did not look good in this match. Matt it Hardy. It was embarrassing, man. It was embarrassing to watch. And uh, it. it Kind of what I was talking about is like changing the guard is just like, I don't, you know, I don't understand what we're doing here. Why are we pushing these kind of guys? It's like, these not these aren't guys 
the Hardy Boys shouldn't be people beating some of your best tag teams in your company. You know, they can they can they can beat a top flight, you know, who are not, you know, not, you know, big names. They can beat a gun club easily. They can beat I don't know. I don't know. But they can't they shouldn't beat Young Bucks. They shouldn't beat FTR. Funny part is I'd be like, oh, they could beat Jurassic Express. I don't give a shit about them. But, but they're the freaking champions. So champion. no, they can't. So the, the, the fact that we're sitting here today and they're like, we just watched an abysmal match between these four guys, uh, and the young and the young bucks lost. Hardy Boys won. And they have <laughs> going up the leaderboards. Uh, as it you know, were. it's bad. What's bad? I didn't think this is the worst match on the show. Um. I have a dud out here. Ooh. I got a dud out here. Oh, you got a the dreadful. I got dud. a dud, and I got a other match that was really, really bad. That I have, I have two matches below this one. This this tied nope. my worst match. Nope, I actually have three. This this uh, tied my worst match. But let's keep it going because I don't really want to talk about it much uh, longer. It was just hey, it was we're just at bad. my dud. Uh, well, we did get a hype reel, a hype video of the acclaimed and the ass boys getting drunk in Las Vegas. That was fun to have on my pay-per-view. Yeah. I'm so happy. I had to waste my time with that. That was great. I was so unironically angry about seeing that because I was just like, this is a fun video, but I not want to see it on my pay-per-view after seeing two shite matches (laughs) and then going into the next match, which of course, worse. Anna J versus (laughs) Jade Cargo for the AEW TBS championship match fucking sucked like i thought this was horrible it was so unengaging and it's probably from my anger from the last match truthfully mm-hmm. but it was so unengaging it was so uninteresting it was so the flow was not there there was no flow it was just sporadic moves anna jay doing her like spinning kick that never hits um saved by post-match stuff <laughs> like everyone was like oh the mat the shitty match is saved because stokely hathaway showed up and athena showed up just to do a stare down and i'm like no 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 the match was terrible the match was bad the match was very bad and it's it's matches like these where i'm like it's funny this is the funniest part this is this is you're gonna get a crack out of this. I'm like, Athena's right there on the free agency market. What are you doing? Why why are we having these matches on your pay-per-view? I've already seen this match. And not only are you making me see it again, but it's somehow worse than the first time they wrestled. It just had no flow. It was bad. I don't want to see it again. Chris yeah. Statlander got the biggest. So yes, yeah. so we'll let's let's get to that part. So the uh, match upset. ends. Jade Cargill wins. Uh, well, hold on, Mark. So okay, hold on, hold on. I have to start because there was twelve billion run-ins during this match. So during the match, at some point, Anna Jay is on the outside. The baddie section comes over. Kira Hogan and um, Red Velvet come out. You know they, they do some stuff. Anna Jay fights them off. Um, then AJ and Jade Cargill back in the ring. Mark Sterling limps out to the ring. He jumps up, clearly kind of throws it to J- to Anna J. Just does a shitty job. Anna J hits Jade Cargo with it, and and you know that's that's that. Oh no, he she uses it as a Russian. It was sweep. a mess to get Sterling out. 
John Silver now, now comes out for some fucking reason. Uh, you're at, see, you're adding to my reasons of how bad this it's was. Just, it's, it's a hat on a hat on a hat. It's This is way too much. If you're, like, writing, if you're writing something in, like, comedy or anything else like that, you don't do this many things because it's called a hat on a hat because it just gets too complicated, too involved, unnecessary. So now Jack, John Silver comes out. He runs off Mark Sterling. Uh, and then Jade, this even Jade Cargill <laughs> goes up to the top rope. And then, you know, saving grace here, Scotty, saving grace, Stokely Hathaway comes out. Exactly. And, and, I got amped. And joins AEW. Super amped. I'm now super into it, this match. I'm like, all right, here we go. Stokely Hathaway. I want out. He's great. He's in the promotion. Everybody wanted Stokely with Jade Cargill. She, he's going to do a great job with her in the baddies. It's even section. better, though. I was going to say, he's with the baddies. He's with the baddies. <laughs> more importantly. Just imagine the promos, man. <laughs> more importantly, he's with the baddies. Um, and I'm excited for that. I'm excited I just hope he that. shouts out Zyli. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I, uh, I hope he shouts out. Um, what was Zia Lee's uh, creepy monster witch leader character? No, that, was, that was not Zia Lee. Who was that? Karen no, that was, Q. That was Wendy uh, Chu. Yes, Karen Q, Wendy Chu. Uh, whatever the other. All right, we're off traffic. Anyway, so Jade Cardiel gets the win, uh, Avalanche jaded. And then post match, Chris Statlander comes out. Biggest pop of the entire match. <laughs> everyone, everyone excited to see that match, and I'm sitting here yeah. thinking, why, why wasn't this on the, the fuck <laughs> was this not on the show? <laughs> I think it's because Chris has to beat her. Chris feels like the only person that should beat her at this point. Then, then do the match here. It feels I, like they they had needed someone to be into the tournament, so they just gave it to Chris. Yeah, but but, but they clearly were wanting to do this match instead. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, f- just pick another wrestler. Pick someone that was in one of the qualifiers to to be a replacement. Why is it Chris? Why is Chris Statlander, who you're presumably, as we all think, you're taking away from this match? Why do we do that? Insane, insane. So then Chris oh. Statlander comes out and she does nothing. Chris Statlander does nothing because you know who comes out after that? Another debut, a me- one minute after the previous debut, Scotty, is Athena, uh, former Ember um, Moon from WWE. Athena comes out. Um, they all you know, yell at each other back and forth. Hathaway gets the baddies out of there. Uh, but Athena, officially, Stokely Hathaway, officially, all both of them in AEW. Thoughts on Stokely, thoughts on Athena. Stokely's a perfect fit for Jade and the baddies. Automatically perfect. Like, it's as good a fit as you can get. Instantly, he was the person people wanted. Uh, it's fantastic. Automatically great. And Athena, long time coming. I think we all agree. If you want to make this women's division good, you add wrestlers like Athena. She proved on the indie scene that not only is her, was it her knee? Achilles. Achilles is healthy, but she's just still very good. Uh, this is how you build a women's division, right? You you now have added her. You've added Tony Storm. You know you've added these wrestlers, and you have Thunder Rosa, Serena Deep. Um, you need to make your division not. You, you there's a very very big uh, tarp 
over your division right now. Like, and it's, it's holding them down. It's holding your division down. And we're going to get to it in a few minutes, but this women's division has wrestlers that can make it good. And they utilized three of them tonight. I will count Jade because Jade's still green, but she's a star. You have to use Jade, right? She's an absolute star. You got to use her. Yeah. But I feel like the, the underutilization is ridiculous. And you're probably going to add at least a Candice LeRae in the future, if I had to guess. Or just, just picking the wrong people. All the time. Yeah. And that tarp that I'm talking about is the person that's picked every time. I understand she's over. I understand she's facing the division, whatever. You can just say the name. You can say the name. It's Britt Baker. Yeah. But it's just, it's holding them back. It's holding them back. And it's, it, it's, it's, I just, uh, move on. Uh, Dean is great. Stokely's great. Uh, someone, this is from the the uh, press release. Not press release. I saw what I saw. What Punk said. Who he wanted to face. Oh, I didn't see that one. I'm talking about how someone brought up the Eric Bischoff thing about saying that CM Punk is not a draw. And in fact, the AEW's yeah. biggest money loser, Tony Khan, cut off the guy and said, "Quote that's fucking bullshit," and then went on a tirade, dropping f bombs left and right. So. Fuck. <laughs> I'm excited about that. <laughs> what did CM Punk say? Uh, so people asked CM Punk, who does he want to face to Forbidden Door? Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Will Ospreay. He he didn't hold back on that well, one. Of course. Well, who else would you want to face? Oh, I want to face. He- I want to face Chase Owens. I want to face Yana. I want to face Taguchi. Like, who do you? Who do you want to face with as AEW champion? Jungle Boy. Yeah. Ricky Starks. Yeah, baby. John Moxley. And Brian Danielson. Of course. So uh I, I want to ask you this question real quick before we you know move on in the show. And we're gonna talk a lot about CM Punk later. Um, so how quickly does Tony Khan book CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the AEW World Championship? Uh, he's gonna have to do it he has to do it yeah he'll do it at some point (laughs) he'll do it at some point um i don't know when um i don't know how involved how separated out samoa joe is from (laughs) ring of honor and AEW. i I don't still don't understand real i know but when it eventually happens maybe it'll be maybe it will be real i don't know um let's get sad now yeah so we'll we'll wait did it get worse or did it get a little bit better Um, it got a little bit better it got a little bit better Oh, it got a lot better. What are you talking yeah. about? Uh, well, so- well, a great match with a nice lukewarm finish. <laughs> yeah, so we got Death Triangle, Pac, Penta Obscuro, Ray Phoenix, and Mini Penta uh, versus House of Black, <laughs> Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black. This match, they even said on commentary, Alex Gallagher said on commentary that this match was going to be the match at Revolution. I don't think that was ever like confirmed on television or even announced at the time. Yeah, they just like yeah, so he just was. like straight up said like, "Yep, yeah, that was going to be the match," and then the injury held it off. So nice to know that here, and I the match was great. This match was fantastic, yeah, so much fun, really, really good. I I feel like if I watch it tomorrow, it might be able to scratch a four for me, maybe scratch it. Yeah, because at this point in the show, after watching three. You can say four. It maybe it should have got though. 
after all the bad matches because it was like, oh my god, they they know how to wrestle. Holy yeah. shit. It, this was 100% like the, the match that should have started the pay-per-view. I even tweeted out, I was yeah. like, remember when AEW started their stuff with exciting uh, work rate matches? Well, up what? to this point, the best match of the night was 10 power bombs. I mean, yeah, and, but that was all the match was, is 10 power bombs. That's my point. That's how bad the rest of the matches were. And it lasted as the number two for way too long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this match was great. This I think Pac dude. was fantastic. I mean, every every single person was fantastic. Ray Pac? Phoenix was great. Almost killed himself multiple times. Brody King almost killed himself multiple times. Scotty, has, your hand this, is raised. Th- this goes again to my point of you just packed all your best wrestlers into the four matches. Mm-hmm. Like, all these people should be TNT title challengers. I could believe some of them as world title challengers. But you know what? I'm happy we got it. It was that PWG-esque uh trios tag crazy shit i'm not even gonna try to review it all um i just thought the finish was lukewarm and uh was not the payoff that i wanted because i didn't care about it ever unlike everyone else it's like when are we gonna get this moment i didn't really want the moment and i'm I'm, I'm, i hope everyone's happy they got the moment uh someone in the media scrum asked punk to rank his hangman match and punk was just like yeah i don't i'm not no (laughs) God, these reporters are dumb. Um, yeah. Anyways, in the room. Uh, I don't know. I only see Will Washington's name come up, so he's there. I guess Meltzer asked a question at one point about wow. the buckshot lariat botches. Uh, Punk. I think says, those actually. No, I'll get to it later. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the uh six man tag continues. A lot of great action. You know, a couple botches here and there. But when it's that kind of work rate stuff, it's easy to like skip over mentally, and you'll forget about it later. Um. You know what I mean? Uh. There is a yeah. point. Uh. However, where Alex Abrahantes kind of runs interference. I don't know if this was on purpose for Alex Abrahantes, but Pac took the opportunity to low kick Malachi right in the balls. Head up to the top right, top rope, lights go out. And when they come back on, Julia Hart is there. Uh, spits black mist into Pac's face. And House of Black then get the pin with Malachi pinning Pac after a black mass. Julia Hart leaves with the House of Black. Terrible, terrible commentary for the end of this match. They completely missed the low blow. They were talking about something else. They were like talking about Alex Abrahantes. I was like, JR, Pac just low blowed this guy, and you just didn't even acknowledge it. You were just talking about something ridiculous. Uh, the match the match was great. Clearly, this Julia Hart thing was supposed to end at Revolution, obviously. like That's pretty much what I was told. I think, I think that's why it lasted so long, of her just kind of being the odd person with a – eye patch for six months that would, it's which it's, would make sense that all makes yeah sense. so it's like okay that makes sense it's just i didn't care enough for that to ever have an answer i never did like julia hart with brody king buddy matthews and malachi black make cool, cool. make it make, sure. make it make sense for me though <laughs> it makes sense for me i'm just sort of like all right oh, okay it's so random it's weird. It's weirdly like it's weird. there's history with everyone else. 
I well, my favorite part about the whole situation is that Julia Hart is the only one getting the push out of the Varsity Blondes group. So I think that's fun. That's funny. Yeah, that's good. That's, um, good. that's good. At least we had a good match, right? Yeah, this, this match was fantastic. So yeah. this is definitely like it piqued my interest. And I was like, all right, let's get into it. Um, uh, question, question. Let me pull it up here. Oh, Sandre. Yeah, Sandre Bjorn. Uh, he, she, I don't know who they. It's he. They. Uh, he. he. I know Sandre, my guy. Uh, he what? listens to the show. Give him some respect. Well, I, I don't know what their gender is, and I don't want to misgender them. Um. Question. Right. They asked two questions. Uh, where do you guys see Death Triangle going? Or where, where do you see Death Trial? Where do you see? I'm. It is one thirty six in the morning. <laughs> uh, where do you guys see ah. Death Triangle moving forward? I smash my heel. You can go first. Yeah, I'll I'll go first then because Scotty's dead. Um. Oh. Well, immediately. I wonder if this feud is going to continue because of the Julie Hart. Julia Hart uh, introduction into this this situation. You know, I can see it having a couple more matches. Obviously, if that's the case, we already did the six man. So we will probably get a couple singles matches, which I am 100% on board for. Um, And then then maybe a culminate the next pay-per-view again with some sort of, uh, I don't know, Dante's Inferno six man match, which doesn't make any sense, but who cares? Um, I think Death Triangle has to break up soon. Yeah, I think ultimately, once we get past that sort of situation, which I do think that we're going to continue this feud a little bit, um, once we get past that, you know, Death Triangle has been around since Revolution of 2020. It's been two years of them. Pac has been in and out of the company for... Yeah, because Pac has been in and out of the company for COVID reasons. Uh, and then Phoenix has been in and out for injuries and Penta has been in and out for injuries. You know, you can just keep them together and it'll be fine. And they'll just be constantly in and out and, and putting in matches and stuff and still putting on good stuff. Um, I would like to see them separate, but at the same time, there's a bajillion people everywhere. And I don't know. The, pro- the problem is when you put these people in factions for so long is that, you know, we don't really see Pac in like singles matches anymore. Uh, That's or, where I want to see him. Or, or fight in the singles division. I thought he would have been a great challenger for Adam Page. And maybe in another life where CM Punk and all these people don't show up, maybe he was a challenger for yeah. Adam Page. But um, that's not happening. I mean, um, so I don't know. I, I really don't know where it, but I just know immediately I think we're just going to continue the House of Black feud. That entire trio, excuse the yawn, I don't feel bad. <laughs> um that entire trio should be the TNT like title division. Yeah, I I think ultimately the, the oh oh you're saying the TNT title yeah 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 I see what you're saying. I thought you were going to say that they should be the trios champions and I was gonna be like yes. Well, that too. I thought that for the longest time that they should have been the first ones, but we know what those titles are waiting for now. So it's like whatever. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I think Death Triangle should break up. I think Ryan's probably right. They'll continue this feud longer. Which is fine um, because all those singles matches and all the yeah. rotations will be great. I actually prefer it just so we get singles matches because for some reason, the only person that gets singles matches is Phoenix, which again, not complaining, but you would think Pac would too. Like yeah. Pac had that great match with Dax Harwood that one random time last year. 
I think it was last year when he came back and they did it. And I was like, wow, this is great. It's almost like these two good are good at wrestling. Maybe we should do this more. Uh, but yeah, I think Ryan's on to, uh, I think he's on to it. They'll probably continue the feud, which is fine. I don't care. They have to actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the Owen Hart foundation tournament finals, both men and women's first up was the men's, which was of course, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe with Adam Cole getting the win with the boom. Um, I thought this match was, I thought I was okay with this match. I saw people not liking yeah. it online. Uh, I thought this match should have gone a little bit longer. I thought it was just a tad too short. It was just about, it was just starting to get there for me. I thought it was good. You know, a solid, I gave it a solid three, but uh, it was just, if it went a little bit longer, which is a weird thing to say for uh, this, for a pay-per-view, if this match just went a little bit longer, I think it could have, you know, I think it could have got there more and they were just about to get there before the match. Ended. I, I agree. It, it it felt like it stopped suddenly, mm-hmm. um, which I'm with you because I liked parts of it. I think Samoa Joe's looked really good, actually. Yeah. Um, in his past couple matches, which is a good sign, obviously, because I feel like Samoa Joe was a big question in ring wise. Um, but I think he's figured out the way he wants to wrestle. And he looked good. Adam Cole, man, I love Adam Cole. I, I do. I like Adam Cole a lot, but yeah, he's just not clicking right now. He's just not. Um, he was always going to win this, which is also what took away from the match for me. Is there was no drama whatsoever, um, and that just ended. So it's like whatever. I can't. I can't care enough. But like, you had was this back to back to back run-ins? Yeah, pretty much. Like, come on, man. We don't want that many run-ins. To be, well, and I, if you're going to do the run-in, why on. is it not Jay Lethal and company? Why is it Bobby Fish? Uh, because it's undisputed lead and all that stuff. But, like, like I, that's I, the story you've been telling for months now. Well, it's also it's the story that... Uh, oh, you're talking about this, Sanjay. Uh, yeah, Sanjay like, I don't stuff. like the story. Don't get me wrong. I hate the story. But, like, if you're going to do these run-ins, why don't you just do that one? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was okay with a Bobby Fish run-in because that's what the undisputed E team has been like doing for years now. So I'm just like, yeah, that's it's gonna happen. Even Samoa Joe expected it. Um, so I was just like, okay, I knew for a fact coming into this match that that was gonna happen. Um, yeah, you know, this match was good. I thought it was completely serviceable. I will say it was fine. Uh, the CM Punk presser ended in the media scrum, and before he left, he just goes out of his way to ask specifically Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez if they have any more questions, and then they just kind of start asking him other questions. <laughs> and everyone else is there, and it's just CM Punk, Dave Meltzer, and Brian Alvarez talking to each other. Amazing. That's, that's how much CM Punk hated these questions. <laughs> Every other <laughs> wrestling journalist in that room should be upset with themselves. <laughs> They were bad questions by the sounds of it. Yeah, that's uh, pretty. And and the person who asked, you know, somebody asked about the Forbidden Door stuff, that was Meltzer. So, you know, we're uh, <laughs> we're doing pretty good here. He asked the question I would have asked. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, well, I think let me in. I think Dave just asked like, "What's next?" And CM Punk said, "Forbidden Door." Um. The next presser seems to be with Jade Cargill. So we'll see what uh, um, she has to say for herself. Um. Uh, speaking about women's division, we also had the Owen Hart t- Tournament Finals women's match. It was Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. Um, Rich Ward of Fozzie played out Britt, 
And then Rancid played out Ruby Soho to the ring. Dude, dude, the concerts, man, they weren't needed. They were so long. The Rancid one was never ending. And my favorite part of it <laughs> is when JR just at the end goes, Rancid. And I was like, he definitely fucking meant that as that sucked. <laughs> Look, look, you can dunk on Rancid all you want, but I'm gonna have I'm gonna save me some stuff for a rich war. That man was shredding, that man was jamming, that man was into every single note he was playing. And I was there for it. So funny. He just goes rancid. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, well, too bad the match is rancid too. Uh everything about this stunk. Yeah. I thought it, it was. I thought it was still good for me. I thought it was good. I think this match got a lot more hate than the other one. I thought this match was better than their uh, first match. I thought that was bad too. To be fair, so yeah, I thought this match was better. I thought Soho stepped up a little bit better, which means to me that she's shaved off a lot of her rust, which is great. Sharpshooter uh, was bad. Sharpshooter is bad. Sharpshooter is bad. But I don't think she's ever done a sharpshooter before. Uh, but I had to get one in. But you're also a wrestler, so every wrestler has done a sharpshooter before. Um, yeah. yeah, it was you know, bad. It, the, the, it was what it was. The women needed help. And I will praise the one match that I feel they did service for the women's division. But again, the tarp, man, the tarp. There's a big tarp over this division. And she won the damn tournament. Uh, it's just, it's just, it feels wrong um, in some ways because <sighs> she didn't need to win it. This, this was a tournament I thought where I understand it's the first one, so you want a big name, but why don't you make a name with it? Like, yep, Owen, the Owen Hart tournament has a lot of care to it obviously a lot of people cared about it a lot of people wanted to be in it yet you used it to put over a guy that had that main evented the last pay-per-view the last pay-per-view and the women who's the face of your women's division already mm-hmm. and has already been AEW women's world champion two people that are and, it, well it, here's the thought so so i'll defend that for a quick second yes I agree. They are both two people that don't need this. But if you're trying to establish this tournament, then you're taking the rub off those two people to apply to this tournament, which is sort of seemingly, now that I think about it, and after the the post-presser, I guess, uh, I was like, oh, this is just their king and queen of the ring tournaments. That's what they're doing here. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, they're they're trying to establish the name, the the lineage of these okay. this sort of this tour of tournament. But if they're getting, I don't know if they're getting title shots or anything. I don't know. Seemingly don't know. not. I have no idea. <laughs> Seemingly not. But if they were, it would make negative sense. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd somehow make less sense than it made here. Uh, just, I just thought it under-delivered for what I was hoping for from this tournament. And don't get me wrong, tournament's no, awesome. The belts were really cool. Yep. The belts, you know, to uh, mirror the Stampede wrestling belts. I saw that on Twitter. The cup. Uh, the Owen Cup. The I cup. Love, the Owen the Cup's cup. cool. Martha speaking was awesome. All of that was awesome. 
it's just you could have had a moment you could have made someone you could have had someone that you don't give that spotlight to enough yeah win you could have had dax have an underdog story to the finals not he maybe didn't win but maybe you have that story yeah instead you just kind of were like okay well samoa joe said he wanted to be in it when he debuted and adam cole has said he wanted to win it since he walked into the company Mm -hmm. so there you go there's your there's your final it's like yeah really Really? They didn't even put on the match that deserved well, was like the match does as much as the winner. Yeah. I feel like this is um next year we'll start getting some of that. That's why I, I hope so. It felt like it was gonna be that young up and coming up and comer tournament, and it just was never yeah. was. And that's what I mean. But, I, I think this year was establishing the tournament, next year was you know, we can yeah. build upon so Andre it. asked a question about this, right? Yes, Sanjay did. Let me pull this up. Um, which also, by the way, great uh, presser with Martha Hart after the show or after the uh, the two matches. Uh, she did a really great job. Uh, Sanjay, Sanjay also has the question, who in your opinion should have won the Owens? You kind of already alluded to this, is that you think it should have been a young and up-and-comer. Is there a specific person you would have thought would have been better in both the men and women's uh, belt holders? Um, I think Chris Statlander, if she was in the original tournament, <laughs> yeah, not entered in, but originally in the tournament, I think she would have been a great choice because then you could use that win to get her that title shot for Jade's belt instead of doing it the way they did. Because obviously she's been around for a while, but she's never had that big win. That's a big win, and I think because I think we can agree Chris Statlander is going to be a pretty important person for this division that's why she kind of underwent this change she kind of looks like a you know bigger star now blah 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 blah. and then men's wise like you have an array of talent here right you have an array of talent pick you pick literally anyone you want um i just don't think it should have been a main eventer already like he's already established he walked into this company he was a main eventer um, you know, I like Adam Cole. I said this, but I don't think he should have won. I don't. I, I don't. Agree. I don't think Samoa Joe should have won either. By the way, like <laughs> if we want to talk about the people that were in, I don't think Jeff Hardy should have been in the semifinals. I don't think. I think Kyle Riley being in is whatever it was kind of weird. Uh, you have all this talent, like a Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks didn't have a big win. He just got handed an FTW belt. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like those were could have been cool wins. And I understand, like, oh, they don't have a connection to them. Owen oh, Hart. Yeah, guess what? Adam Cole and Britt Baker don't either. So what? what's your point? They're just a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Je- well, like, if this was a mixed tag tournament, it would have made sense. That's what I mean. I think <laughs> they're establishing the king and queen. Uh, they were like, oh, the king and queen. And Martha was doing a whole thing about that. I was like, oh, this is the king of the ring tournament. This is the queen yeah. of the ring tournament. Except That's they're not going to get a title shot. And yeah. Titles will probably stay around for a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, a match that I know, again, Scotty loved. It was Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti versus e- Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and <gasps> Paige Van Zant. What did you think um, of Paige Van Zant's debut? This is what I tweeted out. Aren't you supposed to put someone that's going to make a green wrestler wrestling their first match in there with them to make them look good. 
Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Right? If you have an athlete changing over to this, you want people that are going to guide them. None of these wrestlers were going to help guide Paige Van Zandt. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. And Ty Conchi? Ty Conchi needs someone to guide her to a good match. Right? Her best match was what? Against Hikaru Shida, maybe? Like, that's, that's for me... Paige Van Zandt showed signs. She showed signs that she could be good, but she also showed she's very green, obviously, because this is her first match and she's figuring it out. She has potential. She had a nasty looking Michinoku driver. That was cool. I, I popped for that. She super, had a good punch on nasty. Sammy Guevara, super but I want nasty. her to do more. I want her to do more than Sammy Guevara. If she's going to do that. It, you need I, I know you don't have a Natalia or someone in there, but it's like it's like that. You need someone that's a veteran in there with her to make her look good. That's my biggest thing about the women's division right now is you know, that's one of the reasons I don't really like the Athena signing and how some I've been kind of pushing against the idea of it, is because it's she's I see Athena similar to Ruby Soho. And my complaint about Ruby Soho is that she's well, I think someone, she's better than Ruby Soho. Yes, but she may be better than Ruby Soho, but I don't think she elevates people um necessarily like i think that they wrestle to the opponent's ability and that is i don't know if you put athena in there with Paige van zandt over ty conchi i think Paige van zandt looks a lot better that might be true that might be true and i i ty conchi has been wrestling for six years so i don't think she has she's the the ring generalship as she you thought she was did i don't know i don't know people love her people think she's like she go to like we should stardom also, and be the star we should also remember that originally that was going to be brandy Rhodes. so i think we should you know take well, that, that and, continues my point we what were we the, doing take the grace that we have that we were given this could have been like, worse like, what are we doing? What is your cat doing? That's a better question. Absolutely wrecking shit. At just knocking things over. 1.54 a.m. Come on, cat. They, chill they out. Want, they want to go to bed in our bed. Uh, uh, so they're so they're acting all uh, Mikey Ruckus over here. Uh, uh, yeah, Paige didn't necessarily look great, but I also no. just blame the whole situation. Uh no, I don't think I don't think she I don't think she, the match sucks. I don't think Paige has. It. <laughs> I don't think Paige Van Zandt. Has I it. no, I think Paige absolutely has. It. I don't think she's going to want it though. Mm. I think there's a difference. I think she has it athletically if she wants it, but I think she's going to get sick of it very quickly and and move on from it. You know who does have it? Junior Dos Santos. Let's bring him back. Like I think it's unfair to say she doesn't have. She's like she's only like twenty eight. I think she could have it if she wanted it. I don't think she wants it. Well, when I, I say she, she doesn't have it, it's because that she is an athlete, right? She is an athlete. Athletes, to me, getting into this business have a higher bar. Like it, it's like it's like what Cody Rhodes says about um, uh, second generation, third generation superstars, wrestlers, is that they're all they're starting at second base, third base, uh, and they just have to get to home. Uh, athletes start at first base. They have a leg up than uh, some other people. I, I really think you're undermining how much Ty Conchie wasn't going to help the situation. That's probably I, also fair. Like, you need a wrestler in there that you consider good. Or or someone that's going to be willing to ragdoll around mm-hmm. with an athlete like that. Like Ronda Rousey, when she debuted, don't get me wrong, Ronda Rousey's a better overall athlete than 
Paige Van Zandt. She had a lot more success for a reason. But she had Stephanie McMahon, right? Stephanie McMahon was willing to ragdoll around, and she had Triple H. She she ragged out Triple H too. Mm-hmm. No offense, Sammy Guevara, Frankie Zarin's a vet, but he didn't do anything any at all with Paige Van Zandt. And Ty Conchi was like, "What are we doing?" It's just yeah. I had so little interest in this match, anyways. So just like her not being good didn't help yeah. either. Plus watching the match, man, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I just, I'm not sure uh, if I should, if, if I'm supposed to cheer or boo Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, you know, I, I just, I just don't know. You know, it's like, you know, they, you know, it's like, they're, are they good guys? Are they bad? They're doing bad things and they're dressing <laughs> bad and they're, and they're purposely not helping their tag team partner. And, and yeah, you know, yeah they seem pretty ill to me. I just, I just am <sighs> unsure. I feel like I'm supposed to cheer for them because I liked them a month ago, and now I don't. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the biggest there. problem. There was no one to cheer. There was no one to cheer in this so match. So I saw someone. Uh, I believe it was. I want to say it was Trevor Dame on Twitter tweeted it out. I can believe it. This entire pay per view felt weird. It it felt like an AEW pay per view. Lots of debuts, pre, pretty good matches, yada yada yada. Hit all the milestones. Hit, hit all the boxes. But uh, it was missing a lot of heat. That there was a lot of stuff where it was just like everyone was just kind of cheering for everybody in some way. Uh, and then the only heat really came into this match where everyone was booing for everybody. So it was just sort of like. I or rather not with Frankie Zarian. He no, he wasn't really getting cheers. You know, everyone, no one really knew what they were doing. Everyone was just kind of part of like, oh, it felt like an, watching an indie show in that sense of just like, oh yeah, I'm kind of just supporting everybody, and that's kind of how it is. There wasn't like besides MJF who was like overtly booing, but we were booing him for other reasons, not what was happening in the match. So it was right. just the whole pay per view kind of had that cloud, um, a whole around. The <sighs> Um, let's move on here. Um, um, uh, next up was, I feel, I swear there was like another thing that happened in between here. Maybe it was, uh, later. they talked about, they talked about forbidden door like seven times, but Maybe. this is where the show turns around, baby. Yes. Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. This match had no right to be on this pay-per-view, by the way. It had no but right it, being on the pay-per-view. It, it was good though. So but I'm, okay. I'm glad it was. And in hindsight, maybe we should have thought about it more of like both of these guys don't care about hurting the other person or hurting themselves. They're just going to go out there and do stupid shit. And they did stupid shit. That's 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 the best kind of wrestling, I think. Yeah. Stupid shit was good shit. Yeah. This match was fantastic. Um, I thought Darby Allen obviously nearly killed himself with whatever that like the pinwheel suicide dive mistake box yeah. that he had. Yeah, it ended up looking really cool, even though it was absolutely not on purpose. It was uh, like it was like a suicide dive like kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not on purpose. Um, Kyle, this was the best Kyle O'Reilly match in since Finn Balor, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably true. That is probably yeah, true. He looked like he looked like Kyle O'Reilly. He looked vicious. Um, Darby made <laughs> Darby looked like he was vicious. Like 
Yep. By the end of this match, it looked like Darby Allen got his ass kicked, and it's because he did. Yep. Uh, really, really solid. Definitely, definitely pa- uh, past expectations because no one had any going into this. They're like, ah, whatever. Yeah. And plus, Darby Allen connected the coffin drop onto the apron onto Kyle, so that's how that's immediate extra star for me. Yeah. And uh, O'Reilly did the uh, uh, Shibata, the um. Sleeper into the the penalty kick. Yes, 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 yes. He did it like three different times, but he did it, and that was Man. cool. And then he won, which was shocking. Oh yeah, Kyle Riley clean. wins clean diving knee drop to the kidneys onto Darby, the um, tag team guy. The tag team guy got the win. So another, it, it is this meta story that they are they are telling where um, the. Sports entertainers, the former WB guys, they're all getting the wins on this show. You know, Adam Page, his whole thing being like, I don't want these people in my company. Um, a lot of them won. It, it felt very, maybe that's what the show, maybe the, the show show felt, felt very uh, Hammerstein in that way. Uh, <laughs> it's like maybe, maybe put over some of your homegrown a little bit. I don't know. Hey, Wardlow won, baby. Wardlow won. So that's definitely true. Jay Cargill won, baby. I guess that's true. Uh, they also bold faced homegrown talent. Uh, Serena Deeb <laughs> versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World Champion. Um, I saw so much love for this match, which was cool. Awesome. Love it. Great for, great for them. I thought it was good. I think it was much more than that because I thought some parts were a little congested. Um, I thought there was some parts that just didn't flow, but then there were parts that I really liked, like when they were in the figure four and they were slapping the shit out of each other. That was great. Uh, there were other points in the match where they were just flowing. Well, it was a very congested match. It didn't have perfection at all. It didn't have, it didn't get to that next gear in terms of like, wow, that was great. Like it didn't get to four star range at all for me. Um, it, it's in the middle of the pack ultimately for the show, but it's on the better half of matches. Um, it's a match that the women's division desperately needed after the first two earlier in the night. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Deeb's very solid under Rosa. I enjoy uh good. It was a good first defense. This is yeah. First defense. Uh, no second defense or first defense was, um, battle of the belts two. Oh, right, right. Second defense, which I like that. I actually like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this match, you know, we kind of had higher expectations for it. And whereas yeah. this match wasn't bad, it just, you know, just, I don't think it necessarily met those. And that's, I think, on our, right. on ourselves. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's a pretty it was good solid, match. Though. Yeah. It was a very solid match. Of course, Thunder Rosa wins uh, with the fun, fire thunder. Great driver. finish. Great finish. Great finish. Crowd was slightly disconnected because they thought it was going to be an Eddie Guerrero tribute spot, but they forgot that this wasn't WWE. So they also were tired as hell. Yes. So she just went straight into the Fire Thunder driver and good on her. But you know, yeah, good, hard hitting. I would love, I think I would like to see a trilogy out of these these two women. Yeah, I'd like to see at least a rematch. At least. Yeah. I think I think it would be a situation where the more they wrestle, the better they get against each other. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think that is something that they should continue doing. And I would I I would I would be open to it, TK. I would be open to it. But she won clean. She did win clean. So I don't know how you're gonna do it, but you'll figure it out, I'm sure. That's not my job. Uh <laughs> my job is to review whether what you did. 
Blackpool Combat Club versus the Jericho Appreciation Society in the Anarchy well, in the Arena match, well, aka this. Sorry, two, yes, this wasn't two thirds a, of the this, Blackpool Combat Club. Yes, this wasn't an Anarchy in the Arena match. Uh, we should be clear. It was also the taping of the music video for Wild Thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it came out. I think we'll get the edits, guys. I think we're gonna get. We might do some yes. little, a, a little, a touch of color correction, but otherwise, we'll have it on v- Vivo or whatever the fuck. I YouTube tweeted out. I was like, I hope they leave the music on because it's joking. I thought they were just gonna shut it off, and they're like, Oh my god, they're leaving the music on. I was like, I was kind of ra- kidding. It wrapped around. <laughs> so yeah, good. yeah. And the crowd popped when it came back on. <laughs> uh, yeah, this match was nuts, huh? Uh, I called it plunder in the place because I, didn't, I was like anarchy in arena, sure, but this was just plunder and plunder and plunder and plunder. But it's one of the best plunder matches you'll see. Uh, it had a million chapters. Uh, Kevin Dunn would have been proud of how it was aired because the the problem with these matches, right, is when they you're doing them live, unlike Stadium Stampede, is that. I'm not going to get to see everything, obviously, because there's going to be moments where these people are doing things and you have to switch back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So that's the only bad part about this. Otherwise, it was fantastic. Eddie Kingston, when that man was walking down the ramp with the gas can like all you, bloodied up, I was like, yeah. this is the coolest visual that was like I've a seen. Horror, that was a horror movie moment. Yeah, he looked amazing uh brian danielson in his closing he made jake hager look like a good wrestler that was an accomplishment it's almost like he's like the best in the world or something uh he's really good is it weird to think that jake hager is an AEW original isn't that weird to think about it is weird because i honestly forget he's part of the roster at all times uh eddie kingston made matt menard a bloody soul holy uh they in a mustard soul in a mustard soul. i i do i i was i was having a problem the only problem like legitimate problem i have was like why is eddie kingston jericho not the thing here like why are obviously they played to it in the end mm-hmm. which is the reason why they did it but i was like the whole entire build to this was these two hate each other and all i've seen is john moxley and chris jericho beat each other up which is great they were great together mm-hmm. but it's like I'm confused. Uh, Santana Ortiz did the the ladder thing and took them out. The ta- uh, what's their names? Yep, in 2.0. They also did 2.0. the they also did the other table spot of Jake Hager, which was the yeah street sweeper, I believe it was. Yes, Daniel Garcia was there. I think he I don't was, really he was, po- he was popping all over the place. I he did he did that pile driver though on the stairs. That was cool. That was sick. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was. I, I'm Chris Jericho is now in the media scrum. He sort of uh, the first thing he does is acknowledge Dave and Dave asks questions. Um, the first thing they do is they just want to go out there and talk to Dave. That's that's it. Who, who gives a shit about Denise Salcedo and Will Washington? Uh, but let me talk to Dave and hey, Brian. what I like them. That's mean. I'm, I'm not saying dunk. I'm not dunking on them. Chris Jericho is said- punk or dunking. On them? Uh, that's true. Um, he he said that he puts over the production team because they wanted to come up with something that with the stadium stampede spirit, but in the arena where fans could see it. And I think the production team did a good job. It was a little bit, a little too hectic, 
but it was ultimately uh, I was able to follow it, so it was fine. It was like it was oh. a good it was a good hectic. It was a very good hectic. It was fantastic. It was a fa- it was a legitimately fantastic match. It just obviously you wish you could have saw everything. Uh, you wish you didn't have to have a million seventy five uh, camera cuts yeah. at all times to try to see everything. But it was great. It was great. They brawled everywhere. What a cool experience it must have been because you got to see a little bit of everything. Um, it was great. It was. It was. I think at one point, I have no idea what my match of the night is, but it's in the running. It's in the running. I'll tell yeah. you that. These last three are all in the running for me. Uh, the 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 semi main event was in it, and then the 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 finish happened, and I got set. Yeah, and of course the finish here was the for this match was a uh, yeah walls of Jericho. Uh, well, Brian Danielson was about and to st- about to stomp in Trish Jericho's face. Uh, Hager comes out with the bat with Floyd the bat attacks his uh, Brian Danielson's left knee. Jericho then puts him in the walls of Jericho, which I always thought affected the back and not necessarily the legs. Um, but as that was happening, uh, Hager chokes him out with the cable from the ropes, uh, and then Danielson just you know is knocked out. So I thought that was smart a fantastic finish. smart finish. Very good job. They um, use that wacky injury to their advantage. Exactly that they like did with the ring. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielson was so good at this. <laughs> In the end, uh, um, yeah, no, uh, it was very very good. Um, after the match, I believe, yes, after the match, I want to talk about this. Uh, we get a video of Andrade Al Idolo and Jose. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh my God, they're going to do it. Oh my God, they're going to do it. Oh my God, they're going to do it. Talking about the top wrestler in the world. A knock at the door ensues. I see a white suit and I'm like, all right, baby. Naito is in a W for Door. I saw the white suit and I was like, here we go for Door hype. Let's get into it. Knock, knock, knock. The door opens. It's Roosh. Yeah, I popped for Roosh. I deflated for Roosh. Let's go. Uh, well, let's that's because you thought it was Naito because that's insane. I also, I also don't like Roosh. You don't like Roosh? I don't like Roosh. I don't. I in the whole Ring of Honor run did not like Roosh one bit. Really, I don't like. Roosh. I think Roosh is great when he's on. Love his brother. Well, that's more so why I got excited. I was like, "Oh my god, there's a chance." Uh, yeah, well, I that, think Roosh that's is what great. I saw. Everyone was excited seeing Roosh because they were like, "That means we can have Dragon Lee." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." But what about Roosh, guys? Are you excited? Actually, I I like Roosh when he's on. I think he's very good. You can't talk about Ring of Honor. He was put in there to be their world champion against Matt Taven. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> and <laughs> if, if, Castle. Okay. Furthering my point, like, it's not like he was wrestling like these superstars. His best well, match was against Bandito. Well, superstars, he did wrestle PCO and lose the title to PCO. He did? He put PCO over. That was the dumbest decision. Uh, he uh, had that good match with Bandito when they came back. That is true. He did have that good match with Bandito. Um, I was we were talking about it in the Discord, and we definitely feel like this match or this reveal of Roosh being an AEW. Seemingly, you didn't get a graphic, I don't think, but you seemingly he'll leave. AEW. Don't worry, he'll fake an injury or something. Yeah. Uh, presumably, this kind of sets it up as it feels like it's going to be a tag team, Andrade and Roosh. 
So uh, yeah, I think cool. I think that would be a better spot to put Roosh in. Uh, if it's, it's a, ten- a great spot for Andrade, yes, it's a great spot for Andrade. That's uh, probably why I was more excited. Yeah, I think there. If it's a tag team, I think it can work, and I'm excited to see what can what can come out from that. Um, but we then get a backstage. <laughs> if Dragon Lee shows up, you give me those TN trios titles tomorrow, Tony Khan. Please, baby. Uh, and then we got to get Bestia del Ring. Dan Lambert, man of the year, are interviewed backstage, and basically Scorpio has an open challenge for the TNT Championship in a sense for uh, uh, for SoCal either two on Wednesday or the week after. Uh, I think the week after, Dante Martin accepts it. So we're going to see Dante Martin this versus week. Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. So. Get ready for that. Um, uh, might be next week. Uh, I don't care, by the way. I'm I'm kind of over the Dante Martin thing. To be fair, I don't think it would be happening if his his brother didn't get in. Yeah, I wish his whatever, wasn't whatever incident that happened. Uh, triple threat tag team match for the world titles for the AEW world titles. It was Jurassic Express defending and retaining those titles against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse, Powerhouse Will Hobbs. This match was great. I was it lost t- a quarter from me. That's why I'm also at four stars of this match because I'm like four and a quarter, but <laughs> it stayed at four. Could've... It was four and a quarter until the end. Yes. So let's talk about that ending. So the ending is a lot of back and forth. This match was really, really great. A lot of back and forth. We got the heavies involved. We got the heavies doing crazy shit. Um, you know, you know, popping off on big tag team finishers, uh, getting broken up at the very last second. Um, then uh, Shane Strickland does the boot, the double stomp, uh, Poison Frankenstein, whatever, all that jazz. Uh, but then Jurassic Express, they grab, I believe it is Strickland, uh, do the uh, little spinning maju and uh, pin the guy one two three um, and win. I was legitimately angry when the swerve Keithley powerbomb stomp was broken up. I was legitimately angry. I think it was by Hobbs, right? I think it was. By yeah, Hobbs. I was so angry because like, yes, finally we got new champions. That match was great, and then they broke it up, and I was like, no. No, and then and then Ricky Starks the guy with the belt, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have them as champions. That's cool. That works for me. And then Ricky Starks got taken out by Christian. I was like, you motherfucker. I was really upset in the end. Uh, this match was fantastic. It was fantastic, but it lost so much of its luster when one, two, three, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are still champions. I think that happened to everyone on social because everyone was like why like no one was talking about how good the match was everyone was like why 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 are they still champion yeah everyone everyone wanted the titles to change they no one cared who they just wanted the titles to change no they had both good options and two pay-per-views in a row you had them beat who good tag teams i don't know I don't know. Someone I, asked me, is it going to be Moxley and Danielson? I said, I mean, if it is, I hope they squash them. Yeah. I. Uh, my thing is, look, you if you have finally have some stories and stuff for Jurassic Express, then great. I'm okay with it. 
you don't, then change the titles to the guys you are actually trying to tell stories with and push and all that jazz who probably need it more. Well, they don't really need it. Shane Strickland and Lee Keithley don't really need it. Starks and Hobbs, they could they could use it. It would be great for them. They should have had it, though. What are you yeah. going to do with Swerve and Keith Lee? They're not going to do anything with them. Because the, Yeah, because that's the other thing. Team Taz, they're fine. FTW title, that's still a thing, so they're okay. They have Hook. They have Hook. They're fine. Keithley and Strickland, where do they go from here? They're just going to challenge again at some point, or they'll break up as a tag team. And I don't necessarily know if people really want to do that so i'm enjoying it so no <laughs> yeah like why why do we have uh, it's it was such a letdown i wanted them to win so bad they could have had a really good reign they could have instead the hardies are like something one's gonna win it's just gonna be terrible oh i forgot it will be the hardies because they did announce for the upcoming dynamite a 10-man tag on Speed Elite versus the Hardy Boys, Christian, and Jurassic Express. And I was like, oh, yeah. That, that, that. Ryan's going to hate watch that the entire time. He's going to be like, I hate this. I hate everyone involved in this match. It's going to be the angriest he's ever been for an AEW title match. Totally. Totally, 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 totally. And now let's talk about the main event. It was Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk with the not big shocker, but definitely a surprise nonetheless. CM Punk pinning Adam Page after a very emotional moment in the ring with Adam Page. Um, CM Punk wins and is your new AEW world champion. Sorry, fell asleep. Uh, yeah, I I love this match. I really do. I have no idea what to rate it. I still have yet to put a number <laughs> on my match guide. I don't know how to rate it. I have a lot of emotions from it. It, it starts off them just trading chops. I'm like, oh, this is this is for me. This this match is for me, baby. Like they are they're doing everything. Uh, they had a great great match. Some people are gonna be like, well. You know, he messed up the buckshot lariat, but I was like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. The first one definitely didn't matter because Punk Hangman just picked him up and did move or whatever. The second one was like, okay, the whole okay, so he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Yeah, the, se- the second Excalibur wrote. I think it was Excalibur wrote off that he couldn't. He just was like, oh, he just can't do the buckshot. Well, yeah, think- he thought he was too good for. It. He thought he was too good to do it. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't do it. Yeah, and. Which it, also it, it became part of the story of the match. And there's the exhaustion from the match. He's, you know, they're they're 15, 20 minutes in compared to last time when he did it to John Silver and the match was 10 minutes total. Mm-hmm. Uh or not even. It was probably shorter. I loved this match. I thought the storytelling was great. I thought the crowd going back and forth between who they wanted to see win was great. You know, at one point. Hangman Page walked out and he was the one getting booed. Yes. And by the middle, he was getting cowboy shit chants. Yeah, it was the and crowd was very interesting. They definitely were number three on the call sheet for this match. Yeah, they swayed back and forth. They didn't know what they didn't know how to feel. And I think a lot of us did it. I did in the end because CM Punk won and I felt like a little kid again. Uh it what it felt like a little kid in the sense that I remember having that feeling in 2011 
<laughs> where CM Punk won the WWE Championship, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And now it's kind of like all these years later, I didn't think he was even going to be back in wrestling. And now I get to watch this guy be great again and win the AEW world title. Think of it a year ago, like CM Punk beating Hangman Page at double or nothing in Las Vegas. CM Punk returning to wrestling after years of being away and then eventually beats Adam Page for the title. Yeah. Lovely. Now let's talk about that. Let's talk about that finish, the finish finish, which was, of course, you know, uh, Hangman Page tuning up the band in a weird way. Buckshot Lariat gets countered. CM Punk picks him up, um, knocks over uh, Paul Turner. Page gets out of it. Lariat's Lariat. Lariat. Everybody's out. Hangman looks over, sees the title in the corner. Uh, I thought eyes wide like a crazy maniac i thought the swerve was gonna be punk using yeah that would have been fun that would have been fun. i was like that would have been great because then you would have just put all that heel heat on him i like but how, i still like the way they did it i like how aew um doesn't always do a turn and that the swerve is not doing something yes um which makes because it, 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 it brings up questions. It makes me wanting more because it brings up questions. It's not like, oh, I now I know Hangman Adam Page's heel. It's, well, he considered it greatly and was steps away from using it, uh, and then he lost it. So I'm sh- I really want to know how he's going to react to this. Um, so, yeah, so he picks it up. He staggers over to it. He picks up the title. Uh, he considers going to hit Punk in the face with it as the ref is down. He decides against it, goes for the buckshot, staggers on the buckshot lariat a little bit with his because of the leg injury sustained during the match, which was a great through line. I always love those through lines. Fireman carry, Turner's up, go to sleep. CM Punk is your new AEW World Champion in a very long pinfall that just also sold the uh, go to sleep as well. Holy crap. What a moment. What a moment. I love the desperation of Hangman Page. Like I love, I love yeah. that. It, the, it, um, it feels like we're watching the fall of the Hangman. Yeah, it, it's the fall of it's it's the fall of what he tried to avoid for so long because he worked so hard to make AEW his company, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And this outsider, this guy that. I, I, I wrote about this this week is since the moment AEW was announced, everyone said, oh, CM Punk going to be a part of it? Is CM Punk going to return to wrestling and be a part of this? While Hangman's the guy at the very first press conference, I'm going to be AEW world champion. I'm going to put this company on my back. And all people were saying is, oh, CM, is CM Punk going to show up here or here in those first, in those first big pay-per-views? Right, yeah, double or nothing. Is CM Punk going to be the big surprise here at the end of the night? It was John Moxley at the end of at All Out. Is CM, is CM Punk going to be the big surprise? Mm-hmm. These are two big moments in Hangman Page's career. Yep. He wins the Casino Battle Royal to get that shot, then he loses the title match, and all people care about is CM Punk. Yep. Fast forward, Hangman Page gets there. He gets his moment. He 
is on top of the world. The crowd is behind him. He went from undesirable to undeniable. Shout out Cody Rhodes, baby. Uh, he did that. He legitimately did that. People didn't want to see him when he was in that AEW World Title match. They didn't want to see him win. Chris Jericho was getting cheered. They didn't care about Heyman Page. Yeah. He turned, he shifted it in his favor. And then when he's on his run to become AEW World Champion, who walks back in the company? Or not, CM not, Punk not, in the pro not, not just in the company, but in professional wrestling. Pro wrestling. Who becomes the story while Heyman Page was off having a kid because he was supposed to? We a lot of us thought, oh, all outs where he'll win the title. Yep. Nope. But while he's out, CM Punk enters the pay, enters the stage. CM Punk is here now. Who's the face of the company? Who's the face of AEW? Mm-hmm. It's CM Punk because no one's bigger right now than CM Punk. Heyman Page goes on. He wins the title. He did it. He did it. He takes on one of the guys that walked in at All Out, Brian Danielson. He beats him twice, yep. fair and square. But during that time, who? what's the feud everyone's talking about? CM Punk versus MJF. What's the story in AEW? It's something with CM Punk. So, so it makes sense why Hangman Page wants to protect AEW, his AEW, from CM Punk. And it's because... AEW has become CM Punk's. You yeah. get to this story, you get to that desperation moment where he's like, "Man, I'm second guessing myself. Can I do this? Can I stop him? Mm-hmm. Right? Because he's the legend here. He's he's the great. Can I stop him? And I need to stop him by any means necessary. Going to consider that belt. Am I willing? After am I great- willing to go past that right. line? Right after a great physical, exhausting match, maybe my favorite AEW match of the year, just on a selfish point because of how special it was and the way they told the story and the way they did it, it felt personal from start to finish. And he says, No, I'm gonna win the way I've always won. But by then, you waited too long, buddy. You gave CM Punk time. CM Punk has a picture perfect reversal, GTS. Referees back up one, two, three. CM Punk is your AEW world champion, and Hangman Page is sit there looking at the stars as one, not only the shortest AEW, uh, shortest reigning AEW champion of all time, but now the guy in question looking forward. Because who's the face of AEW officially? CM Punk. Yeah. Hell of a story, hell of a main event. It's, I called it the biggest AEW main event uh, match in history. Was it the best? Probably not. But was it up there? I think so, at least for AEW world title matches. And I, we sort of talked about it in the past of like why I thought CM Punk is a good person. Put it on is, you know, storyline wise, I think it's interesting for Paige to lose here. But also business wise, it's just the right move. I mean, CM Punk has sort of Tony Khan, Tony Khan had in that F bomb diet tribe. CM Punk is a huge money draw in this company. Yep. Consistent draw in this company. Um, he the his debut pay per view was the biggest record buys pay per view buys of the company's history. Tony Khan is saying in this this media scrum that based off of early projections, he thinks this is going to beat that record. This pay per view 
meaning that uh, CM Punk is even more a money mover. And if you put him, put the world title on him, show him up on TV, people are going to pay attention. He's still a very famous person in the world of professional wrestling. So he's going to get more eyes on your product, presumably. Paige did a great job. Paige did a great, fantastic job getting people over and into it. People were into the story. But ultimately, business-wise, this is the right decision. And it's something that... You know, I don't disagree with whatsoever in that sense. It is something that you should do is do what's best for business. What was best for business um, is by putting the title on your undeniably biggest star in the company, the face of the company, as it were. Yeah. And there's so many directions to go now. I think I think Hangman Page was a great world champion. I do. I think he was a great world champion. He's going to be the first ever two-time world champion, probably. Agreed. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Kenny Omega babyface, but probably not. I think it should be Hangman Page. He's going to do it all. He's going to be fine. He's going to be back. Now you have a no story to tell with him where that doubt creeps back in that got him to where he was, right? And now you have an entire new way to go with CM Punk. You have so many different directions to go and you have a certain event in Chicago, Illinois in a month that is AEW versus New Japan. You have a lot of ways to go there, obviously. You're probably going to have the Chicago boy in the main event. It's going to be special. It's going to be really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and and now it's it's if the if the rumor holds true, CM Punk versus Okada in that main event, you have world title, uh, world title. <sighs> Get ready, baby. Politics in order, or we're gonna get a sixty minute draw, or the titles are not even on the line, and and it's even more interesting. A lot of fun stuff on the horizon. Um, Could see CM Punk beating Okada. That that just the idea of that match existing is right around the corner, Scotty. I know that would be the biggest match since like that would be like in 2010, 20, well, I'd be like 2013 when everybody was making like those fancy booked AEW versus New Japan. Not sorry. AEW. WWE if versus you did Cena versus Tanahashi. Yeah. It was Cena versus Tanahashi. Then it would be like Okada versus CM Punk. And then we're actually yeah. going to get it in real life. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And that's that's crazy. And that's AEW dub or nothing, people. Um, Holy shit. Uh, rate the show out of 10. Um, you had high highs and you had minuscule lows. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do any decimals. I'm not going to be a no, baby. No. But I'm not going to be a baby and do decimals. Uh, I'm just going to say like a seven. I'm going to say seven. Those last three matches saved that. Saved that ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was because it's the last three matches. The Darby Allen match is pretty good. The Thunder Rosa Serena D was pretty good. Yeah. The, um, um, the, uh, house, the six man tag, House of Black and Death Triangle is really good. And I thought the Owen matches were good. So otherwise, you know, I thought it was, I gave it a seven. What did you give it? 
seven's probably the way to go. I think six six is too low because of how high of high those last couple matches were. Pretty high. Um yeah, I can't go higher than a seven. It's tough. It's tough. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see if there's any other fun bits of information from the media scrum that was happening. That would be a big talking point. Tony Khan is asked about MJF. Um, and he. Oh, um, one second. Uh, Sandre said the last two uh, hours of the show is amazing, but we should remember the early part being a drag. Oh, I sure will. My guy. I sure will. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, what do we get? Tony Khan and MJF? Uh, he uh, says, and I quote, uh, he will not comment on the MJF situation. So, <laughs> nothing on that front. I'm glad someone asked. Someone has to ask. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. apparently, uh, he's yeah, he's making no comments about MJF. So we'll see. We'll see, I guess. No comments is all the comments I need, buddy. Ooh, we got the match order for best Super Juniors block finals as well. That also got released. Oh, I thought you were gonna hit me with like we got the. the... No, that's everything you would think. Um. Anyways, so that is it for this review of AEW Double or Nothing. It is currently two thirty-two in the morning for Scotty and I. We're dead inside and out. <laughs> But we're glad we were able to share our thoughts with AEW with you all. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the podcast feed. Uh, if you have not yet, make sure you subscribe to Ring Post Radio wherever you get podcasts. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard, leave a five-star review. It greatly helps us. And all it takes is like barely a minute out of your day to do so and make some kind words. If you leave some kind words, maybe we'll say them on the show at some point. I don't know. Um, I've been Ryan Nightsey. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. You can follow the whole show at CountOutPod on Twitter as well. We also got a Facebook page for CountOutPod as well. Uh, we got a lot of stuff in, uh, coming in the pipeline. Uh, so we're excited about that. But I got to get going because Scotty is literally falling asleep on the Zoom call. And I do not. I am alive. I, I am, just want I'm, to go to bed. I'm so stupidly tired. Scotty, I have to work funny. tomorrow. Really? Why are you doing this? Uh, I, I work the night shift. Oh, okay. You're fine. Scotty, where can people find you? Follow me at Scotty Russ. <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything else. <laughs> See, I'm Punk's world champion. That's that's what we're celebrating tonight and tomorrow. That's true. And uh, the next day. For, and for the, the day people hovering, that. for the few people that were hovering on my match guide, if you listen to this, I am sorry that I did not deliver a rating for that last match. <laughs> I have a lot of emotions right now, and most of them are go to sleep. Ha ha! See what I did there? Pew-pew! With CM Punk. Nice. Nailed it. Goodbye. This has been a Countout Podcast.